Boom coming in hot, Chinchy. What's up, man? How you doing? Big uh, weekend for you. Yes, big, big weekend Al, for me. Big Al, the kitty's pal, as they call him. <laughs> Turned 80. We surprised him. We went to there's this place, DiMaggio's. DiMaggio's Trattoria. It's beautiful. They have this like front place part is like a pizza place. But they have this back room where one of the owners, two brothers own it. Their dad owned it before him. They opened the place six months before my dad and my family moved to the town we lived in in Long Island. So I see the owner because me and Jess went in early to kind of do a little decoration. But by the way, their back room, it looks like Tuscany. It looks like a Tuscan village. And it's like three-dimensional. One of the owner's wife's wives painted so like it looks like people are like looking at you know a grandma looking out her window uh flowers are really beautiful place totally shocked him but i said to the owner i was like you believe my dad's been coming here more than half his life and today is, it's his 80th birthday we've been going to this restaurant for over 40 years wow that, well, give it a, give it a shout out again what is it called dimaggio's dimaggio's in port washington one of the greatest first of all Best veal you will ever have in your life. You were talking about really? that prime steak thing. Yeah. Best. I've never comparatively had a veal cutlet in any form. Veal franchise, veal parm, veal parm, anything. Never better than this place. Pretty good. Wow. Crap. Anyway, so we did that. And then Sunday's his actual birthday, so we got to have him over did, here again. Did, did your brother Rob come back? No, Rob had to stay in L.A. He's still out there. He was bummed, but, you know, obviously it was with FaceTime and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, of course... Traveling, man. It's nice to hear your sexy voice back on your roadcaster mic, dude. You've been, dude, you've been... it's nice to be home. I was just taking, I take my morning walk every day. The first thing I do is get out and boom, I take Macy for a walk or just mm-hmm. take a walk. And I was thinking, man, I've been traveling a lot lately, which I don't really love traveling, but I've mm-hmm. been doing it a lot. Like I just went to Arizona for four days, came home, then then I was in Jersey and I'm back and got my buddy. Uh, I got something for a buddy this week on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, my, another buddy and I are going golfing in Virginia. So I'm like, Whoa. geez, I just want to be home. How was but Fordham, nice, by the way? It's nice you, to be home. You visited Fordham. Fordham was awesome, man. Beautiful yeah, Carly, there, right? Carly uh, uh, and Sarah went to Fordham on Friday. I took Jillian to work with me, which is which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carly loved it, man. She loved really liked nice. it a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously she, she's going to apply here soon. But she's gonna, we're going to go check out George Washington, too. Probably nice. uh, Boston University. You know, just looking for some city schools. Rowanbeck yes. went to George Washington, you know. CP of MLB tonight. Rowanbeck went to G-Dubs. Oh, did he go to G-Dub? I got to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. loved it. Oh, he's he's like, he loves it. Oh, he it. loved G-Dub? Loved it. Loved being down oh, there. That's good. Th- yeah, so we're, we're going to check that out. But, yeah, she loved it, man. She loved it. I'll tell you what, though. Coming back last night, you know, I had, I had a week seven of Breakthrough Pro, and we had a one o'clock flight. Dude, it got canceled. So I'm like, not can't not canceled. Got pushed back till two, pushed back to three, pushed uh, back to four. Now I'm like, oh, now I'm starting to sweat. I'm texting JD like, hey, they go, you know, I don't know, I might just come in on Zoom and see what's happening. So text back to five, you know, five. Now I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to rent a car and get home because now, now I'm now I'm going to Sarah's got her, you know, last round of radiation this week, so Holy she's got to be back. You're loaded. So I'm like, okay, now we got to rent a car and drive home. So I start looking into that, dude. It like like these. These um pilots show up at like five thirty. They had taken a cat. They had taken an Uber from Albany. The pilots because it was such bad weather. Oh yeah, all over the place. They took an Uber from Albany to get to to get to um Newark. Wow. Got on the flight and then we get on the runway, dude. And if we had left right then, I would have made it. But we get on the runway and they're like they're they're rerouting us, you know, all that stuff. Of course, so uh. it was like six six fifteen. But it's like, hey, we talk about you know, like well, no one's no one's exempt from the uncertainty of life. So we, yeah. I was like, hey man, there's nothing I can do about it. So. 
right when I landed, we landed about 7.10. I'm in the car, not 7.10, it's about 7.20. I'm in the car, come on Zoom on Breakthrough Pro. We drive right there. I get there to, right towards the end, last oh, five minutes. <laughs> all right. At least you got but in there. J, JD covered. It was, a, it was a great great session. It was a great thing, but it was uh, just a crazy day yesterday. Oh, crazy, crazy. By the way, if you guys don't know who JD is, you got to go back and listen. We had JD on. What was that, about two, yeah, two yeah, weeks John ago? Yeah, John Dennis, yeah, one of the, a couple weeks yeah. ago. One of my, one of my bit, best friends out there. And, uh, Good friend to have. One, one of the, the biggest guys, one of the biggest human beings on the planet, even though he seems an like absolute he's a super gentle giant, I would say, but yeah. he's he, he will... He could break you into nine hundred. He just pulled an pieces. ambulance or a fire truck the other day for just just for <laughs> just shits to and see if you can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. Hey, props! This is the second time this year we're talking about somebody that got two thousand hits. Yeah, two thousand hit for Freddie Freeman. Now we had we did this exact same exercise with Andrew McCutcheon, and we established probably there's no shot Andrew McCutcheon is going to get to three thousand hits. Freddie Freeman is a different type of case. First of all, congratulations to him. He's awesome. Yeah. He's in his age 33 season case. He had 100, led baseball with 199 hits last year at 32. Yeah. Okay. He's got 97 now, so he's kind of on pace to get his, first of all, his first 200 hit season, which is surprising he doesn't have one Dude, yet. it's so hard to do. It's And, and so he's at 2,000 at 33 years old. Can Freddie Freeman... Get to three thousand hits. So it'd be two hundred hits for the next five years, and he's never done two hundred. No. So, so we're gonna have to say it's got to take. It's gonna take him at least six to seven. It's gonna take him seven yes. years. Let me give you a caveat. He has averaged his hundred sixty-two game average, and by the way, he kind of plays one hundred sixty-two games. One hundred fifty-nine, one sixty-two, one forty. He's up there. His 162 game average for hits is 180, so that's 20 less than 200 hits. Okay, so it's, he's going to need six years then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can Freddie Freeman do it? Yes, and mm-hmm. this is the reason why. That swing that he has, man, ages well. He's got great bat speed. You know, and people say, "Oh, your bat speed goes down." I don't. I think Freddie's eye hand coordination is so elite. He's still going to get hits. I don't know if the power is going to be where it's at. But he's still going to get hits. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think the biggest thing is, dude, as you, when you get into your 30s, this is when, like, you really start getting banged up. I mean, you just do. You start, you know, a hamstring or a quad or, or you know, you don't want a, a shoulder or something. You just, you got to stay healthy. So it would be six years of him staying at this level, you know, getting 180-plus hits a year uh, up, up until he's, what, 39, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman could do a place first base, so it's not a totally demanding position as far as like ranging to your left, ranging to your right, having to run in the outfield, having to make diving plays. You know, in uh, at first base, you know, you're pretty much said it's a step in a dive position. So mm-hmm. that age as well. Good, right? Good point. His swing age as well, because it's you know he's such a handsy hitter. He's not a big you know body type. You know, le- right. big leg kick, all that stuff. He's a he's a low step go guy. DH is so, in both leagues now. Age as well. Yeah helps him so much the dh helps him so much so uh yeah freaking freddie freeman get the three thousand. yes but a lot of things have to go right i know it's so crazy okay so this takes me to i pulled up this other list which is the active hit leaders in major league baseball oh wait so maybe this is the third guy vado's got two thousand all right miggy's got three thousand one hundred and nineteen so there's a i'm looking at this list and there is an argument Sean, that he might possibly be 
the last 3,000 hit guy, and I'll explain that after this. Okay. But so, Vado, we don't think there's no shot. He's got 2,098. He's 39 years old. He's number two, correct? No way. Yep. Nelson Cruz, 2,049. No shot. Now, granted, Nelson Cruz might play till he's 65 because he's 42 right now. <laughs> yeah, but he's not getting 3,000 hits. I'm looking at Elvis Andrews, and I'm like, wow, 2,036. He's spry, whatever. We don't realize he's 34 years old. Right. He's not right. getting the 3,000. So now I'm not going to, I'm just going to give you hit total and uh, age, and I'll just start ripping down a list, and you just go, yes, no, possible, no, okay. whatever. McCutcheon, 2009, we said no. 36. <laughs> no. How, how old is Cutch? Cutch is 36. Right? <clears throat> yeah, no. All right, I'm skipping Freeman. Altuve, 33 years old, 1,961 hits. You know, I, I worry about his health. Got it. Evan Longoria, 37 years old, 1911. No, this is this is why 2,000 hits is such a big deal. Yes. Because look at these names we're talking about. These are these are some great of the best players. players in this past generation. Paul Goldschmidt's 35. You think he's not that old either? 1,834 hits. Not happening, yeah, right? He's not, he's not getting it. Manny Machado, 30 years old, 1,659 hits. Hmm. Hmm? Interesting. Interesting. That one's interesting. He's going to have to stay healthy and still produce at a high, high level. Got it. Mike Trout. I'm skipping a couple guys that aren't even going to, like, like, DJ LeMay, who's got 1,630, he's 34 years old, he's not getting it. But I'll skip down to some more interesting names now. Nolan Arenado, 32, has 1,598. Yeah, he's 32. No, he's not getting there. Okay, I skipped one. Mike Trout is 31. He's got 1,614. He's not getting there either. Wow. He's going to get the, you know, I hope he gets to 2,500. That's why 2,500 might be the new 3,000. Yes. Because like 250 wins guys, is a new 300 wins. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the well, way they play guys nowadays, too. Yeah. The way, guy, you know. the way they play guys. Here's the other thing. This is the last. This was the point I was kind of teasing before. These guys make a lot more money. Right. So 34-year-old guy here could have $100 million in a bank. It's got to be a lot tougher to go play your age 35 season, right, yeah, than easier, it was. It's easier to walk away. It's easier to walk away, you know. And, and they're all... Smart dudes, and they're all venture capitalists, and they all have all these game plans. Look at Derek Jeter was in the Fox broadcast the other day. He's right. doing Fox, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going. I can't go down this list and give you any more of the next of the top fifty who would even have a shot at three thousand hits. That's it's, why I'm wondering if Miggy is the last to ever do it. It just shows you how hard it is, too, man. Mm -hmm. to get the three thousand hits. It just it is so hard to get there. You have yeah. to do so much right for so long. Right. So, so think about this. We talked about this the other day, but it's Freddie Freeman. That's why what Pete Rose did is pretty incredible. 4,236 hits. Unbelievable. So Freddie Freeman's never had 200 hits, mm -hmm. right? Correct. And so 3,000 hits would be 200 hits. Now we know how hard it is for 15 years in a row. It's unbelievable. How many guys play 15 years? Not many guys get 200 hits a season. No. It's so hard to do. That's what I'm saying. And the rest of these guys on this list are all kind of older school type guys. Like, you know, like you're looking at like uh, Jose Abreu's on a list and he's only got 1,511. Like, so right. I, I don't know. I think we've seen 
the the numbers are changing. So it's not like oh, three thousand hits. Will, oh, you got to get to three thousand hits to make the Hall of Fame if you're not a yeah. power hitter. And, no, yeah. No, no, no. And I think as soon as the threshold comes down, mm-hmm. then you got to start reevaluating. Lance Berkman, Don Madden, yes. Bill Clark, you yes. know, the whole generation of guys comes back into the picture, the Hall of Fame picture. When we start to letting guys at twenty two hundred hits, mm-hmm. twenty three hundred hits because they had great careers. Well, so did a lot of other guys. Yes. All right, very valid point. Now, two things that are, the Cincinnati Reds are involved in. First and foremost, got to give them a shout-out that they are three-game series. This last this last homestand is the highest three-game series attendance they've had in the history of Great American Ballpark. Aren't you proud of that as a Red? I'm so proud of that, dude. I'm, I'm so excited to see those. The, I'm telling you right now, I've, I've always said it because I've witnessed it. Mm-hmm. They are the greatest baseball fans in the world, dude. And they just give them a reason to come out, and they come out in droves with passion. You can see the energy there is incredible. For this three-game series against the Braves, it was it was palpable. You could feel it through the TV screen. Mm. It was unbelievable. And they fought. I mean, they won game one. It was unbelievable. Votto comes back, a couple bombs. De La Cruz hits for the cycle. Ugh. They almost, in game two, dude, they had um, they hit. Fraley went deep, I believe, in the ninth, and then Benson tied it in the ninth. Yes. You know, then they they lost the next innings. Yeah, but they're battling. Yesterday they lost, I think, seven six or whatever. Yeah. But dude, they played some great baseball. That is a good team. Yeah, they're not a flash well, in a pad. They're a good what? team. They're a good. They're a good team. This isn't just they're a streak a, happening. They're a really to a good team, dude. Top to bottom, and you know, it just you know you you know Benson's swinging the bat well. De La Cruz is an absolute superstar. Matt McLean's is a star. That guy. Flat out rakes. Spencer Steer can rake. Votto is back. I mean, Jonathan India. I mean, you go up and down that lineup, man. There's some really, really, really good bats in there. Yeah. And uh, it's just exciting. And the, 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 I think the even more exciting thing, if you're a Reds fan, is, dude, they, they have, well, Ashcraft just came back. Mm-hmm. So they had three of their top pitchers, though, their young guys, Lodolo and, uh, and Hunter Green just went down. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they have guys on the, so you talk about Green. Lodolo, um, Ashcraft, and Abbott. Mm. And a, dude, there's a four yeah. young arms. Young. With all those young players that just came up. Mm-hmm. Bro, they're sitting, pre- they're sitting really pretty right now, the Reds. The, 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 that's why the Reds fans are coming out, because there's an yeah. energy and excitement right now in the Queen City that we haven't seen in a long I time, brother. Great for the game. Great for the game. Now, yeah. we'll get back to a, a historic Reds thing in a minute that spins off of this, dude. 25 I my phone popped up and it was 24 nothing in the Angels Rockies game. I think they went what was it 25 to 1 was the final score of this yeah. baseball game. Unbelievable. They like it was everybody got pulled. It, it was like a half day like Otani got taken out in a fourth inning. And I think and he, I think he was like 0 for 2 at the time no, or something. No, oh, no, no, Otani oh. stayed in, dude. Oh, Trout did he? got pulled. Trout oh, it was Trout. Otani it was, was Trout. 1 for 7. That's right. Yeah, it was Trout that gets pulled. Trout got pulled. Yeah. But it's like, was like, no, keep me in. I'm in Colorado. I want to go deep. Yeah, that's so funny. Dude, what's your take on a game, and have you ever been in a game like that? Well, 25 to 1, yeah. It, only in Colorado, man. Mm-hmm. Only in Colorado. No lead safe. And I don't even know if that lead's safe. When you get to the ninth, you're like, you can put up 25 runs here. Um, it's just, it, you know, playing in Colorado, What's the biggest difference about playing in Colorado, man, is that the balls, you know, I know, I know the, the air, obviously, because the elevation is thinner, so it does travel. Mm-hmm. But the field's big, huge. So there's a lot of grass. So your bloopers a lot of times fall in. The second thing is the pitching. 
you know, that curveball that you face, I remember facing Daryl Cobb. Daryl Cobb, one stuff. of the best 12 to 6 curveballs the game's ever seen. Mm-hmm. When he was in Colorado, he got hammered. Because mm-hmm. that curveball, for whatever reason, in that elevation, doesn't bite. That spin rate really doesn't matter as it does elsewhere. And then, you know, when he, when yeah. he went to St. Louis, I was like, this is the same guy, Daryl Cobb. Then he was nasty again with that curveball. So the bottom line is when you see a game like 25 to 1, whoever was on the mound, stuff was not moving that well. And it was moving, finding barrels. Okay, now it does remind you of a game that we just looked up that you were involved with, Sean. Yeah, I'll do the 99 Reds right here. 99 mm-hmm. Reds. We, we, we had a game we won. We beat the Rockies 24 to 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of my favorite games ever. It was one of my best games ever. I think I was. Would you like me to pull up the statistics yeah, for yeah, your what game is that it? day? I think I was four for four, three walks, two walks. Sean Casey in this game on May 19th, 1999, was four for four. With five runs, six RBIs, three walks. Three walks, seven on base, seven times. On base, seven times, which, by the way, in that moment, raised your batting average to 399 you were hitting (laughs) at that time. That was in May of 99. Dude, what was that? Was that the greatest game you ever played? I think that might have been, dude. Six ribbies. That's the most ribbies ever driven. I hit two bombs that game. Yeah, get on base seven times. Probably my best game ever. Get on base seven times. Had I don't I ever I never did that again. You never usually get up seven times, but to get on base seven times is incredible. No, you're open. Go ahead. Jeffrey Hammonds, too. What were his numbers? He had a huge day. That's all I remember. Jeffrey Hammonds. Jeffrey Hammonds went four for six with five runs, five RBIs, and a wall. And two walk. bombs. And two bombs, yes. Yeah, who dude, else? It was incredible. Pokey Reese went three for six with four ribbies. Uh <laughs> Let's see. Who had a bad game? I always want to see the guys who had a bad game. What did Booney do? Let's see. Was Booney even in this game? Boom, boom, boom. Shortstop. Mark Lewis played third that game and went three for six. Booney didn't play in that game. Interesting. Oh, played. Mark Lewis played, huh? Yeah. Greg Vaughn went three for six with three runs, two ribbies. Everybody walked. You you, You guys had nine walks. Let me ask you this. Does a ball come off? Everybody talks about, like, spinning and throwing a ball in Colorado. Does it come off your bat weirder? Do you feel the it difference? It comes off harder, I think, a little bit. <laughs> Does it? Oh, my God. That's so great. Now, here's another question I have for you. Do you get, after you do a three-game series in Colorado in that air, does it mess up the rest of your week? Do you feel sluggish or whatever? I remember Tom Verducci went, and he met with, like, the trainers of the Rockies, and, and the Rockies trainers back in the day used to say, it was harder on our players to go on a road than it was for yeah. them to be at home physically because their their entire body chemistry was changing. Did, did you ever find that? Well, that's why Todd Heldon's a Hall of Famer, dude. Because people don't Great realize point. the grind of playing in uh, in Colorado. Because like, you go on the road, yeah, it does something to your body. I remember running sprints before the game, dude, and being gassed. Like I was mm. out of breath. Like it would t- the, the elevation would take it out of you. Um, but that's why Todd Heldon's a Hall of Famer. Dan O'Dowd said that exact thing like the adjustment you have to make from home to road home to road all the time is just plays mind games with you too you know and that's mm-hmm. why we were i was glad to see larry walker get in a couple of years ago because todd helton to me is a hall of famer dude yeah man like big time so um yeah it, 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 there's definitely a difference change when you're there it takes it out of you big time yeah i could see that all right hey one other guy you wanted to give love to and we have one of debbie downer thing at the back end is will smith dude yeah. people aren't talking about will smith enough are they Will Smith rakes, man. Obviously, he was on the WBC, didn't play a ton. But 
He's hitting over 290. He's got 12 bombs. Mm-hmm. He's got an over, uh, I think he's close to a 920 OPS. 924. 924 OPS. Uh, dude, you know, we're talking Freddie Freeman. We always talk about Mookie Betts and those guys. Like, Will Smith's a star on that team. Mm-hmm. Absolute star in baseball. Yep. He's a star in baseball. So I think he kind of goes under the radar. We don't really talk about him. Maybe he's not the sexiest guy out there. You know what I mean? As far as like, but this guy is just continues to put up numbers, driving yeah. runs, play, uh, play great defense behind the dish. So uh, yeah. just a guy we don't talk about enough. Will Smith and, out there. Now. And as much of an everyday catcher as there is in the league, that this in this type of league right now, he started 137 games last year. Very quiet, 24 dingers and 87 ribbies and 26 doubles from the catcher spot last year. Yeah. So this isn't a fluke what's happening to him right now. He's he's, yeah, no, he's one of the best players in the game. Not like we're like, oh, he's a good yeah. catcher. No, no, no. Will Smith's one of the best players in the game. To put those numbers up as a catcher is tough to right. do. And again, we're kind of diverting back to the the way baseball should be. He's figuring it out. He figured it out, it looks like, at around 26 years old. He had 25 dingers that year. But 26, 27, this is age 28 season. Some, you don't have to come up at 22 years old to be a good baseball player right. in Major League Baseball. Right. You can come up. He came up at 20, 24, didn't play that much. 25, didn't play that much. And then... From 2021 till now, he's been the starting catcher, averaging pretty much 25 homers a year. Yeah, right, right. Good pretty for him. Impressive. Yeah. Now, one last Debbie Downer. Dude, the Mets, we try not to go East Coast bias here, but, dude, this team is a disaster area. I, I mean, this is one of the worst. This is bad. Usually New York fans are horrible. They deserve. They have every right to be this screwed up about this team right now. What's your take? Last night was horrible. What happened in that inning in the eighth? <laughs> it was just like one of the weirdest innings I've ever seen. Yeah. They, Philadelphia sent <clears throat> 10 batters to the plate, scored four runs despite only getting one hit. Mm-hmm. JT Real Muto hit a single with one on, nobody out. Uh-uh. So from there, the Phillies scored one run on an error-aided fielder's choice, right. one on a bases-loaded walk, and two on back-to-back bases-loaded hit by pitches. I mm-hmm. know. Like Rob Thompson said, he's never seen. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. He's been in the game since 1985. It's it terrible. just incredible. It's just yes. you know what? Listen, I think this is the way the Mets are playing right now. Not great baseball, but that was a weird one to watch yesterday. Yeah. Man, lose the game the way they did. Well, they've had a few like that. So now let me ask you this, dude. Uh, what's today? It's the 26th of June. They are 15 games out in the NL East, and the Braves are not going anywhere. Here's a bigger problem. The Mets are eight back in the wild card. Eight back in the wild card, and they are behind one, two, three, four. Technically, seven teams. Eight back in a wild card. Yeah. Do they? Is there any hope? Can you come back from that, or do you start retooling? I don't. You know, if you're in the Mets, you don't start retooling, man. I don't think so. <clears throat> I think you can, man. You're the Mets. There's a, there's, we're, we're about halfway into the season. You got another half to go. I mean, you go up and down that lineup. Lindor's been an okay. I mean, Alonzo's hitting some home runs. He's, he's yeah, been okay. You know, it's just Brandon Nimmo, thank God they brought him back because he's swinging it. You know, yeah. it just seems like nobody. Jeff McNeil's got a 670 OPS. Yeah. <clears throat> Lindor's got the power got numbers. Lindor's got big shortstop power numbers this year, but he's hitting like 200, 206 or something like that. It's in 220. 220. That's not Lindor. Nah. 
No, that's what I mean. Like, you're paying him. I mean, don't forget, you're paying him $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think that the biggest thing, dude, is the starting pitching's not there right now. Right. You know, I think they miss Diaz in the pen. Mm-hmm. Kind of sets that whole place up. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too. You know, talk about energy. The energy switch. D- Diaz's brother is the guy closing for the Reds. Yeah, how about that? And he's and he's got the little little a version of the yeah. trumpet song coming yeah. out. And the place yeah. goes yeah. crazy. So maybe the Reds took the Mets mojo from last year. But yeah, they got to get it going, man. They that starting rotation really needs to really needs to pick it up. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day. By the way, speaking of wild card, I'm just looking at the AL right now. Yeah. Baltimore has a five and a half game lead in the wild card over the next best wild card team. They are sitting pretty, man. They're forty-seven and twenty-nine. They are really good, man. And dude, That's you really, you've really good been whispering to me about the Red Sox. They are sneaking yeah. around. They are hanging around. They're game over five hundred now. They're right. They're right there, man. Three the Red Sox. The AL wild card is is a thing. That's a thing right now for the sure. Angels. The Angels forty-two and thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, dude. We think sometimes you look at the, this year and you're like, the Astros aren't that good, and they're forty-two and thirty-six. Yeah. Oh, they are good. They're oh, still good. The sky is falling for the Yankees, and they are eight games yeah. over five hundred. They would be in first place in like three divisions. I know it's incredible. It's funny. Toronto's <laughs> up there too, dude. Toronto and Toronto, the Yankees and Baltimore are battling for that wild card spot right now. Yeah, like, Toronto keeps going up and down too. They, they start going yeah, down towards five hundred, then they make a run. They go streaks. They streak. Yeah. And you know, like I said, Alec Manoa hasn't even been a factor. Yep. Yeah, right now in the American League, you got eight teams within five games of the of a wild card spot. In the NL, you have one, two, three, four, five. Only five teams within five games of a wild card yeah. spot, but it's tighter there. Philly, yeah. Milwaukee are both three back. Then the Dodgers and San Francisco half up on them. Miami's one up on them. Some good baseball teams this year. Yeah, and and I would say too, successful games out there in London, man. Cubs, Cardinals, oh, yeah. successful game. The fans came out. That was pretty fun to watch. They did. Happy had two pumps for night one, and then the Cardinals. So they split it. Uh, Cubs won one. Cardinals won one. Yeah, it was cool seeing Ian Happ do that. He's the nicest guy yeah. in the world. Great guy, dude. Great guy. All right. So what do you All got? Right, what do you got for the rest of the day here? You're going to relax? Why don't you relax one day? For your life? I'm going to relax. I am going to relax. I'm going to go get a quick workout in and get my act together and then yeah. uh, the figure something out with the girls. All right, bro. We'll okay, catch man. up tomorrow then. All right, Chinch. Love All you, buddy. Right. Thanks buddy. for listening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep.